0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome aboard today's edition of Human Events Daily. 18 FDA officials have released a new letter opposing booster shots and a new Fauci video just leaked. Second, the Minneapolis police, a new review has come out that their activity has plummeted while crime is soaring. Next, emerging China financial crisis. What does it mean? What does it mean for Taiwan? What does it mean for us? And finally, the FBI just fired the lead agent in the Governor Whitmer kidnapping operation. All this and more ahead, Human Events Daily. Get vaccinated or else. That's the message that's been the message from the White House for the last week. However, there's a new shoe that's dropping in all of this and that is are you have to get boosted or else? Are there going to be booster mandates coming forward? We know the White House is talking about boosters, Gensaki's talking about boosters, everyone's talking about boosters, except hold on, wait a minute, because a new letter just dropped in, in all of all places, the Lancet. And what does it say? Eighteen FDA senior officials say there is no evidence that fully vaccinated Americans need booster shots because apparently the immunity that's conveyed is still effective against severe illnesses. What is going on? Remember before that we also heard from Rand Paul, DeSantis and others that have talked about the importance of natural immunity. And you have the Israeli study out there that says the natural immunity may be as much as 20 times more effective than the immunity that's conveyed from one of the vaccines. So what are we to make of all of this? What are we to make of these statements where you have the FDA saying one thing, you have the White House saying something else, and you've got Fauci all over the place saying things one day that seem to contradict what he said a day before? And I want to play for you a video to really encapsulate this. This video was first brought to my attention from Yossi Gastetner, on Twitter, that he pulled it up. It's an old Bloomberg interview with Fauci from just 2019. And I want you to listen to this, and I want you to hear very specifically what Fauci says about infectious diseases. Take a listen. And the best way for me to prevent getting an infectious disease and having to have you as my doctor is what? Um, wearing a mask. No, um, no, no, no. You do that. <laughs> you, um, if somebody's I can see they're ready, ready to sneeze or cough, you, walk away. You avoid all the paranoid aspects and okay. do something positive. A, good diet. B, you don't smoke. I know. I know you don't drink, at least not very much. So that's pretty good. Get some exercise. I know that you don't get as much exercise as yes, you should. That's correct. Get good sleep. I think that the normal low tech Healthy things are the okay. best thing that you can do, David, is stay All healthy. All right, well, I'm going to try to do that. And hopefully when I next see you, I will be even healthier than I am today. I, I would imagine you would be, and I look forward to that. So it's kind of amazing listening to Dr. Fauci in that clip because he's talking about things that you've heard so many people right, refer to and wonder why it is that our government isn't talking about healthy living about nutrition, about the importance of good sleep, about taking care of yourself from a holistic perspective, working out, lifting weights, you know, walking. I wish some of these people that spend way too much time on Twitter who are very online would just go and like just walk around the block, right? You will feel better, I promise. The people that are inside your little you know, computer screen inside your pocket are not going to bother you if maybe you have a little bit of those endorphins going on, get some sunshine, vitamin D, I don't know, basic stuff, just basic stuff. He calls it paranoid to worry about anything else. So if you're sitting at home, you're obviously very confused by all of this and you're wondering why is it that I can find all of these clips where they seem to be talking about things that have a connection to what I'm thinking about. They seem like common sense, they seem like basic uh, sophomore biology like we all learned, and yet we're not getting that on a regular basis if you go and listen to what Fauci is talking about now. And then, of course, you have things like the Met Gala last night where all of the celebrities are out, none of them are vaxxed, We have no idea what their vaccination status is, and then you see AOC and look what she put on her dress. That's right, folks. Even AOC admits it. For the best night's sleep in the whole wide world, go to MyPillow.com and use promo code POSA. (laughs) No, it's it's kind of hilarious, actually. She's wearing like a Chick-fil-A style dress, and she's up there. It reminds me, folks, this is our elites. It is the Hunger Games. They are the capital, and you are the districts. They are the ones who dress up in their flowery perfumerance And you all out there are waiting to see whether or not you'll be called, to see whether or not you'll be ordered to go and fight to the death, maybe not in Afghanistan, but they'll find somewhere else. That's an elected representative. Folks, they're laughing at you. They don't care about this stuff themselves. It's a game. It's always been a game. Stay tuned. Next up, we'll be talking about a whole lot more games as Human Events continues. Welcome back. Now folks, if you've been following me on Twitter, if you've been following me anywhere, you know that I have a sort of catchphrase that I've been using a lot, and it's called get out of cities. Cities, why would you even be there, right? And I've been saying this again and again, and some of you seem to have gotten the message, and yet others of you don't seem to, I, can, I can always get these responses like, why should I get out of cities? What do you mean by that? Can you extrapolate on your comments? I'm like, it's, it's, it's pretty simple, like cities. Just don't be there. Get out of the cities. I've been saying it for about a year and a half now. The data, of course, is catching up to where anyone with a brain, anyone with common sense, knew it would come. At the city of Minneapolis, a special investigation, new report has come out. Crime has soared in Minneapolis as proactive policing has plunged after George Floyd's death. Because of viral videos and the threat of zealous prosecutors and an increasing anti-police government city council, and we saw of course from the jury, problem area patrols have decreased 76%. The police force has decreased by 22%. That means they are now short hundreds of police officers in the city of Minneapolis. So do you think that Just based on the ever-present and unchanging nature of human nature and human behavior, what kind of effect is that going to have on criminals? Are they going to say, oh, great, I can just go about my life now and not worry about interference from the police? No, you fools. It means they're going to commit more crime, and that's exactly what is going on. The city of Minneapolis is looking at a 20-year high in terms of homicides. The homicide rate has increased in almost every single major city in the United States. You pick one, it's going to have some of the highest numbers they've seen since the 1990s. I know from talking to my family back home in Philadelphia, they're saying, Jack, it feels like the 1970s again, where if you were going downtown, if you were going into the city, that you better make sure to take steps to be able to defend yourself should something happen. Because that was just, as CitiCom once said, part and parcel of living in a big city, right? Folks, this was obvious from the start. You know, James Comey, of all people, actually used to talk about this when he called it what, the Ferguson effect that you are going to have police officers that see you taking their actions and their behaviors, putting it on viral video, clipping off what happened before or what happened after. And then you have governments responding to that. You've got public attention, public opinion, responding to whatever happened on the viral video before anybody gets the facts, before anybody understands what's going on. And by the way, that doesn't mean that the cops are always the ones in the right. That doesn't mean that there aren't times where things get excessive and that we should talk about how policing is done. For example, when I see cops going around in church parking lots and taking down numbers of license plates of people showing up to worship on a Sunday, I think, yeah, that's probably just a little bit unconstitutional. But you got to understand as well, folks, that if you are in these cities, if you are in these mass areas where you've got populations that are huge, and then you have people who are willing to commit those crimes, if we know there are problem areas, if we know there are cities like Baltimore, like Philadelphia, like New York, like Chicago, like Detroit, like Los Angeles, right? Last time I was in Los Angeles, the homelessness problem was so bad that we used to think, oh, that's just Skid Row. No, it's not Skid Row, it's the whole city. Here in Washington, D.C., there are homeless encampments all over the place. There are carjackings on the rise. An Uber driver was just killed in a carjacking not long ago by teenagers. Folks, this situation does not show any signs of improving because politicians are feckless and they are using these incidents and these viral videos as a way to do what? to cynically gain political support rather than do what the right thing is for their city and keep people safe. I do not know where the bottom is on this. I don't know how far it goes, but I do know that for my family and for my friends, for my kids, I'm gonna keep them out of cities because I see what's going on there. I see this situation and the future does not look good. The future looks bleak. There are other places though out in the country where they're saying, you know what, come here. There was a city, um, I think it was a county actually in Spokane, Washington, where you had the sheriff was actually putting up billboards trying to poach officers from Denver, from Seattle, from Portland to say, hey, if you want to come to a place where we actually support police officers, where we care about our community, where we have high trust societies, then come out to Spokane County, Washington. So folks, if you're out there, And if you're a conservative, if you have a traditional family, if you believe in American values, you gotta move. Move to a place where people share your values. Move to a place where people believe the things that you believe. And that is what's going to be the way to get through this. For those people that wanna stay in cities, my heart goes out to you, I pray for you, but understand that from this point on, you are on notice. You know what you're doing, You've made the choice to be locked down with people that don't want to be locked down, people who should be locked up. But because we don't have the policing level that we should in this country, you are putting yourself and your family at risk. Stay tuned, Human Events Daily, Come right back. Is China approaching an emerging financial crisis? What is the deal with that? What's behind it? And What does it have to do what can we learn from the u.s financial crisis of 07 08 the big short right people remember that movie people remember what was going on but i think a lot of people don't go back and understand really what was the underlying root cause of that it was government pushing policies that allowed financial institutions to give home loans it always started with home loans right to people and places that shouldn't have had them in the first place. That's what they were called toxic subprime assets, right? This was the sort of phrase that was used. Well, China is full of these and one specific lender, China's biggest real estate developer is now potentially underwater, the firm Evergrande. And there are massive protests now breaking out in Shenzhen and other places in response to this. Take a look. What we can see from this is very simple, and I can break it all down for everyone. There are places in China where the prices for their housing markets are skyrocketing. They're absolutely insane. If you go Beijing, Shanghai, Shenzhen, other major cities, you've got now an asset bubble of prices that are potentially five times bigger than what we saw in the United States in 07, 08, according to financial analysts that I've talked to about this. What's really going on? The government was saying, build these cities. We need growth. And so to have that growth, we're going to debt finance it. And so we're gonna debt finance things even if there isn't a market demand for it. Why? Because we want a higher GDP. So what was China doing? Uh, kind of similar to what the United States was doing in many cases, they were building ghost cities. These massive areas where skyscrapers, I even saw this when I lived there years ago, would be, these skyscrapers would be built up, these towers would be built up, they'd have no people that could afford them, that could go into them, but they would be built anyway. Now, one such development of 15 of these skyscrapers just about two weeks ago in the city of Ming was demolished. Check this out. They were taken down because they stood on the market for seven years and nobody wanted it. Nobody wanted to touch it. So all of this leads to the question, what does it mean when there's a crisis of confidence for the ccp what does it mean when there's a crisis of leadership following last year the covid 19 outbreak the wuhan lab cover-up the cover-up of the outbreak itself in wuhan remember the wuhan cover-up originally happened because doctors from Wuhan were going on Weibo and other uh, Chinese social media platforms and they're trying to just tell people what was happening. They were getting banned, they were getting arrested, they were coming in and having to sign forced apologies and forced confessions saying that they were rumor mongering and spreading misinformation. Folks, this is a crucial moment for the Chinese leadership of the CCP. And so I want to do like I always love to do, a map break. Boom. Now, if you're just listening, you're not going to be able to see this, but I want to show the Taiwan Strait because this, after Hong Kong, right, last year and the year before, the protests, and later, essentially, the full control of Taiwan, excuse me, the full control of Hong Kong, which was taken over then directly by Beijing. Now we're looking at Taiwan. If Xi Jinping feels sufficiently threatened in terms of his position, Remember, this guy wants to hold on to leadership forever. He wants to be the chairman for life. Folks, look at the map. Taiwan, in case you didn't know, is very, very close to mainland China. It is extremely close. If they want to take that land, if they want to take what they call the wayward province back, the country of Taiwan, they are going to put up a lot of military might and a lot of military effort able to do so, and they will be able to do it very quickly. The United States, on the other hand, just went through the entire Afghanistan debacle under Joe Biden. This is a potential nightmare scenario. If Beijing decides they want to distract from the financial crises at home in order to wag the dog And Xi Jinping feels that elements within the party and within the powerful Politburo that rules the CCP and the the People's Republic, if he feels like he's going to be taken out of power, the first thing he'll do, the absolute first thing he'll do is make a move on Taiwan. And if you go to Global Times, what are they saying right now? That Chinese, for the first time, Chinese fighter jets are going to be flying patrols over Taiwanese airspace. Folks, every once in a while, you get hit with one of those stories that just seems too completely insane to be true. So you just have to follow the facts, you have to follow the stories, because this is one of those ones where if this were like a Hollywood plot, I kind of think that if you walked into a room that even as corrupt and insane and woke as Hollywood is, they would never go for this. But let's go forward. The FBI, according to Just the News, has just fired the lead agent on the Governor Whitmer kidnapping operation. Why do I say operation? Well, because we've already learned that in this plot that happened in Michigan last year, as many as 12 FBI informants were involved in the alleged conspiracy. They were driving this thing. And places even like the left-wing outlet BuzzFeed News have reported that this probably wouldn't have happened at all if the FBI hadn't been running their informants through the entire thing. So it was an FBI-driven plot. Here's the thing, though. The lead FBI agent was just fired. What was he fired for? Folks, this is where I was telling you it gets a little bit weird, so I'm just going to read this, all right? This is literally me just reading it. According to the Detroit News, Special Agent Richard Trask was fired last week while awaiting charges on, of assault with intent to do bodily harm and allegations that he beat his wife's head against a nightstand following an argument caused by a swingers party that they had attended. Trask was also dropped as a witness for the FBI following disparaging comments he made on social media calling former President Donald Trump a douchebag. Folks, do you remember when that story dropped in 2020 about the Governor Whitmer plot? That was everywhere. That was wall-to-wall coverage but they didn't talk about the FBI's involvement. They said the FBI was just there saving the the day, keeping everyone safe, keeping the governor safe. They didn't talk about the fact that the FBI had 12 informants and the fact that the FBI was driving the operation. That only came out much, much later after the election. And yet all Trump supporters, all conservatives were branded as being involved with this thing when we later find out that this was a federally driven operation, driven by a guy, by the way, who seems completely insane. From the perspective of someone who's worked in the intelligence community, I can tell you, folks, that when it comes to people who work there, at least in the DC area, that is how they view themselves. They view themselves as elites they view themselves as the sophisticated betters of society. And remember the text messages, the Strzok Page text messages that came out during the Russiagate investigation. Trump supporters smell like Walmart. You remember that? Do you remember that phrase? I want you to hear that, because that is how these people see you, that's what they think about you, that's what they think about their families, your families. And further, you got people like this Trask, and these 12 informants that see you not just as political opponents, not just as their lessers in your flyover states, they view you as the enemy. They view you as the potential next Timothy McVeigh, as Andrew Breitbart once said. They view you as the problem that needs to be cleaned up. We need a full investigation into this Whitmer plot, and all FBI informant operations as pertains to the militia groups and as pertains to Trump supporters and conservatives. We need to understand what was going on and did this, by the way, have anything to do with the events of what we saw just a few feet away from where I'm sitting right now in the studio on January 6th because we are told that we have a January 6th commission coming up and yet I don't see anyone from there talking about FBI informants, these plots, and these absolutely insane people that seem to be behind them. That's all the time we have today on HE Daily. People, share this out. Subscribe, follow every podcast platform, every video platform that they'll let you have this on. Stay tuned because tomorrow we're gonna have a whole brand new episode for this. Ladies and gentlemen, as always, you have my permission to lay ashore.